playing that game offline, uh, just sitting next to someone whenever we can do that again, is uh, is literally one of my favorite exper experiences of all time. AOA, that's a triple play. New episodes of Kill Way. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Look. Black D, you can catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life. Uh, married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my co-host, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And today, we have a very special guest. You have probably seen him on YouTube before, playing all the latest and greatest video games within the anime sphere, going from Dragon Ball Z Fighters uh, to the popular Genshin as of recently, throwing things out like reviews and gameplay and strategy and everything you could ever ask for. Today, we are joined by Globeku. My friend, what is going on? Thank you so much for joining us. Thank today. you so much for your invitation. It, it was the, the highest production quality invitation I've ever received. So I'm honored to be a part of this podcast. You guys are a growing channel. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, later, I hope I can say like five years from now that, yeah, I was in there before 10K, man. <laughs> like I was, I was a part of that, that little, little club. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking forward to what you guys have, have got prepared for us. Because like we did a prep session and let me tell you, that's that's the prep session of a channel that has like over a million subscribers. These guys know what they're doing, and I'm very curious as to what's going to happen here. Thank you. Pressure's on now. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> we can't mess this up. No, dude. Seriously, thank you. That goes a long way. Obviously, you know, coming from you, and especially you know Isaiah in particular. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Has been following your journey for quite a while now. So to hear that from you is is really a big deal. So thank you. We yeah. appreciate it, and we won't let you down or anyone else down. We're 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 climbing. Man. I'll we're, be the judge of that. Breaks. <laughs> <laughs> judge away, my friend. <laughs> I'm curious. Oh, I say, like, how 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 far back does uh does it go? Like, what when did you first start following? Uh, so I am. I've been a fan of yours all the way since TGN. All right. Um, you, which I know that you had. Like you had a channel or you were working on a channel before, like that wasn't your first, um, you know, your first outing into the YouTube channel. Right. You know, yeah. bubble. But that was my, that was when I first. It was uh, definitely the first time that I grew enough to to have some sort of recognition for sure. Like before that, it was a under 10K channel. Uh, the channel that where I make videos right now, it was below 10K for the longest time. Then I, I kind of put it on pause to go work on TGN uh, to because they were demanding a lot more of me, so I didn't have time to keep up with the other channel. Uh, and now I came back and just hit 150K, so that's good. I, that's awesome. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, so that's that's been over two years that you've been following this channel. Yeah. Wow. And I got to be honest, dude, like, you know, if I could fanboy for just a minute, I really, <laughs> your content has been one of the staples in, like, how we do things here because you have, like, this level of just, you know, production quality and consistency and also, like, fairness. Like, I know, I, I watch plenty of other YouTubers, let's just say, that cover anime games mm. where, like, especially with the anime gaming community, there's a lot of, you know, let's just say pandering, right? Where it's like, oh, this anime game came out and it's got some flaws, it's got some, like, ups and downs, but, like, it's the best we're going to get, guys. So, like, let's support it, let's do it. But you have always taken the stance of, like, no, we should really be trying to, like, vote with our wallets and hold, you know, these these companies and, and these places that make games accountable because we love these IPs and we want to see them in, like, actually good video games as opposed to just 
X generic game with Naruto's name on it or whatever. Yeah, um, which I've always admired. That's that's definitely one of the big messages that I tried to get out there is like anime games can be good. Like they can actually be good. You don't have to take what they give you. You you, you can you can skip on buying something even though it's an anime that you like. That doesn't make you less of a fan. In fact, it makes you more of a fan to go, "No, my IP deserves better. My favorite anime deserves better. I'm not going to buy this garbage." And uh, that's yeah. So, the, when I started this on TGN anime, the it was it was two ends of the spectrum, right? All the videos were, this is the best thing of all time. This is the worst thing of all time. There was no in-between. Either a game was trash and it wasn't even talked about, or it was just overhyped. Like anything Dragon Ball would get views. So for every YouTuber out there, it was always an awesome game. It didn't matter if it was, I don't know, Dokkan or if it was Fighters. Like everything was good, you know? Yeah. On the same level, always, always hype, always more videos, always put it out, and, and like I get that from a creator's perspective because you need games and you need that content to put out regular videos. But I feel like that industry, that part of the industry, wasn't being well represented, and I was looking at other channels outside of this bubble and being like, okay, we see the the video game industry growing because there are actually reviewers out there going, hey, buy this, don't buy that, and giving fair reviews out to everyone, and we didn't have that. Uh, on the anime gaming space back when I started. We're starting to see a little bit of it for sure. Uh, but it, even stuff like, I don't know, IGN, GameSpot, the big gaming websites, I feel like they never gave anime games enough of a shot, for instance. Like they were quickly dismissed because there was the stigma around anime games that no, they're all bad. They're all cash grabs, right? And, and I yeah, think, yeah. especially, I think fighters especially change the perspective a little bit on on those. But we still see a lot of unfair treatment of anime games uh, between those big uh, publications. A hundred percent. So I'm curious because we've talked to a couple of, you know, anime YouTuber channels, um, you know, just about sort of the YouTube game here, about growth, about like what it is, you know, you know, everybody does differently or, you know, what it is they, they want for their brand or for their channel. Mm. Um, but you're one of the first people that we've talked to who like the most of the people that we've talked to the channel they have now is the channel they started with right it was it's this one and done thing where like this has been my thing from the gate and whether that's two years eight years ten years what have you hmm. um but this your the channel you have now you know as you said before is not your very first channel uh you've actually been a part of a couple so like i just wanted to ask you know what was that journey like i guess from you know whether it was deciding when to leave and or, or you know start a different channel move on to something else like what was that journey like right well it kind of is my first channel in a way so i actually started i started on a different one but i wasn't being a youtuber i was making world of warcraft videos for my guild you know i wasn't even making them public all those videos were pretty much unlisted uh but that's where i like started recording stuff getting comfortable in front of a camera and editing when uh i decided to quit world of warcraft but i wanted to sort of keep some I don't know. I, I wanted to keep in touch with that community that I built in World of Warcraft because I was guild leader and I made a lot of friends there. I even flew out to different countries to meet up with them and, and a good a good friend group emerged out of that. But I was quitting World of Warcraft, which was the thing that we did together. So in order to keep uh, in touch with those guys, that's when I made the channel that is today called Globku. At the time, it was called uh, Magical Noob. It was a different thing. Um so that was a variety channel. That was a channel where I was just making videos on whatever I was playing. And that was a way of showing that group, hey, I'm playing this thing. This thing is cool. We could maybe play it together someday. Uh, that part of things never really worked out. Uh, but that's the channel that I'm on right now. Like, that's that channel. That's the one that was called Magical Noob. Um, 
it, it just didn't have a lot of growth for for the longest time and it, it kept being my passion project in a way like i just made whatever i felt like and whatever i liked doing and at some point i started working for tgn uh started with uh on the live stream team actually and uh just doing live streams on twitch so that was something that, okay, I have my schedule. I'm streaming from this time to this time, which is, I don't know, six hours a week. I can dedicate the rest to my YouTube channel. And also I was studying at the time. So I was divvying up my time like that. Uh, at some point, the Twitch team got disbanded, but they wanted me on the YouTube team uh, and just started out by uh, editing videos, then became an on-camera talent. And at some point, the main TGN channel, which has over 1 million subscribers, it uh it started covering Overwatch only, and I stayed on the team for a couple of months. But they quickly noticed that I wasn't that into Overwatch, so <laughs> they said you're a really good asset, but you're not contributing that much to, uh, on this team. We do believe that you can start your own thing. So pitch us a new project for TGN, uh, and that was TGN Anime, which ran for about two years before they shut it down. And uh, after they shut it down, I'm like, okay, I have this 10k sub channel that I've been building over time, which was Magical Noob. I'm going to rebrand it and going to bring over the people that want to come with me from TGN Anime. Not a ton came along. Uh, let's say I went from 10k subs to 20k, which on a uh, maybe 30k, uh, but TGN Anime had 100,000 subs. I was expecting the vast majority of that to come over. So most of the growth was still done here. And a lot of people watching the Globco channel have no idea what TGN was. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was the decision. It was pretty natural at the time. And I never really left this channel, just kind of put it on pause. Cause at some point I couldn't, I couldn't even make videos. I didn't have enough time. Uh, TGN anime took my entire day. I had no work hours left. Wow. Yeah. I, so you've had quite the journey obviously, and it's still ongoing. Hmm. And I hate to make this into like a YouTube tutorial session, but let's be honest here. You are the biggest YouTuber um, that we have had, content creator we have had on this show. And that very well might be the case for the foreseeable future, depending on what happens. Um, so you've clearly learned some tricks of the trade. You're obviously very professional in, in our conversations even beforehand. Um, are there some things that you have picked up over your time on this journey that have maybe altered your perspective on how you go about this or have, you know, changed you in some way, shape or form or are things you look back on now and you're like, wow, I wish I might have known that sooner for anyone out there that, you know, is trying to maybe start this journey hmm. um, because we all have to start from from zero ourselves included. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's, uh, well, yeah, over the course of eight years, uh, eight years that I've had the Magical Noob channel, uh, that obviously a lot happened, right? <laughs> obviously, <laughs> we, we, we need to pick up a lot of stuff. And especially during my time with TGN, I did grow a lot as a content creator, uh, as far as like under, understanding what I should be doing on YouTube, understanding uh, the algorithm, understanding what the platform wants from me as a creator instead of just what I want to give to the platform. Because I think that's that's a big mistake that a lot of a lot of YouTubers do when they first start out is they want to make a certain type of content and they just want to put it out there and be successful. And that's just not how it works. Uh, taking you guys as an example, let's imagine you guys are doing podcasts, you're doing uh, anime episodes, reviews, uh, watching it together. You guys are having a good time and you're putting out the content that you want. But imagine it doesn't work. Like it takes a lot 
uh, for a creator to go, my idea failed and I need to try something else. Like I need to drop my entire plan that I had for this channel and focus on something else or, or try other ideas. And that's something that I didn't do for the longest time also because I didn't need my channel for a living uh, while I was working with TGN. It was just uh, my passion project. But yeah, I could have grown it a lot more knowing what I know today. And uh, I, when, when it comes to YouTube, I think uh, the number one lesson is that every lesson matters. And that is every little tip that you hear over time, like thumbnails, uh, like how to build a thumbnail, how to uh, edit a video to have a, an interesting first five seconds. So you hook the, the people in, like those are the most important seconds of a video are the first five seconds, uh, how to title your videos appro uh, appropriately, how to uh, choose the content that you're gonna make, like every little thing matters and every little thing stacks up to a successful channel. That, that would be the biggest thing. Uh, but if you want to boil it down to a strategy, it's whatever worked in the past, do more of that. Whatever didn't work, drop it. That's mm. kind of how it goes. YouTube wants watch time. It wants people to stay on the platform. So what matters the most is the time that they sp spent on the platform watching your videos. And if, if after they watch your videos, they leave the platform, that's bad for you. If after they watch your videos, they click another one, that's more time that they stay on the platform. And that's what the platform wants from you as a content creator. Now, it may sound like it's turning us all into robots <laughs> to create one type of content, <laughs> but yeah. actually within those rules, you, you still have so much freedom to create so many different things, right? So it's a, it's about find, finding that balance of figuring out what what the algorithm wants for you, from you and um, also creating what you like because you can't create stuff that you don't like for a long period of time. It's going to kill you. Of course. Of course. I, if you have specific so I'm, questions, I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy to listen to them. But like going very vague, broad strategy, that's kind of that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. There, I mean, there's definitely a lot to break down in a question like that. And, you know, like Ian said, we don't, you know, mean turn this whole episode into a YouTube tutorial um, of how to. But that's definitely even just that is, is definitely good advice and for starters. And I know actually something we uh, have been talking a lot about is one of the first things you mentioned about, like, when you do something and it doesn't work, like learning when to be able to pull the plug and being like, all right, like it sucks. I really love this idea, but like it's just not working. It's just not doing what we need it as creators to do. So, how, you know, learning when to be able to move on or, or shift gears and pivot into something else right. uh, is definitely among a lot of things you said. Well, what, what would you guys say is like your average number of views on a good video after like a week? So, yeah, so th this is interesting and I'm very, I'm actually very glad that we're talking about this. We, and you know, cause Isaiah and I, like you said, have been talking about the, this recently. So, and this is somewhere where I, where I could, we could use your advice. Um, hmm. So we have our channel and I sound like a broken record when I say this, but just to give you context, I think it's relevant. So at, at year one end, we had 89 subscribers for a year right. of work to show. I said, this is going to be a climb. And even about, you know, a couple, a quarter into the next, you know, the following year, uh, we've been at, at, that, at this for roughly a year and eight months, something, give or take. Um, we were still, we weren't even, we didn't even break 300. And then from there, um, we started covering uh, the show, if you're familiar, Tower of God. Hmm. Um, and that show in particular, I guess, had a very dedicated fan base to it. Um, and basically for us, it's not crazy in the grand scheme of things, but we've, since we started covering that, we have gone from 
roughly 300 subscribers and we just broke 2000 recently, right. which for us is a big deal, right? Even hitting that first thousand was like, holy crap, that was such a surge. And, um, I think another thing that definitely helped was reaction videos as well, but mm -hmm. we're kind of in a weird copyright thing right now where we're being like incredibly careful with that, not to step on any toes. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely like playing with one hand tied behind your back literally, yeah. because that was like, besides tower of God, that was another huge one. Um, but Tower of God has become, you know, a, a huge staple on our channel. Um, so, you know, that that is something when we're talking about average views um, will literally trounce almost any other video. Um, and whether that's a fortunate thing or unfortunate thing is still something to be determined, you know, because it's like the, the, the fan base that we've garnered from Tower of God is incredible. They're all great. They're all great people. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's a lot of fun and we enjoy the story. We've been reading through the webtoon as of recently, but we kind of, you know, in the back of our minds have this deep-seated fear that it's like, okay, well, A, do we want to do this forever? B, do if we do this forever, do we want to make this the whole channel? And C, like, when this ends, if it does, like, what happens yeah. there, right? Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we've been trying, because we, I mean, I'll tell you that for anyone listening and you right now, full disclaimer, you know, I, I think we're in agreement that we don't want to make the entire channel, you know, I mean, like Tower of God, like we love the story, but there's just so much more we love with anime with, you know, with everything that has to do with it. Um, so like in terms of covering it indefinitely, that's not an issue, but I just don't want it to envelop the entirety of the channel. And like, we're at this weird crossroads. Cause you look at a video on Tower of God and say our average video Tower of God video gets roughly a thousand views. I don't know, give or take. Um, you know, like our other videos will do maybe 500 and then some things that we experiment with will just be like abysmal. It'll be like a hundred. Like we just actually scrapped, um, movie reviews from something that we do because, you know, a couple close friends were like, okay, maybe you should review this movie. And we did it, but we just saw that the numbers were just not mm -hmm. producing the desired results. Right. So now we're pivoting into covering more, um, you know, popular and current shows. All right, but so I'm going to do some some quick math here. Uh, so <laughs> how many videos per week do you post? Uh, well, if you include live streams because they auto post after we stream them, um, seven days a week. Seven days um, a week. So seven yeah. days a week, 80% uh, of that would be around five videos, which leaves you two videos. 80% of your content should be your regular successful content. That is the robot's answer, by the way. Like now you take this answer and you, you bring it into whatever you wanna make with your channel. But yeah. a strategy that has consistently worked is 80% of your content. So on a weekly basis, that would be five videos would be Tower of God. Then you leave another 20% for experimentation and exploratory content. So two videos a week are trying something new. That way you keep your channel growing with the things that you are successful and you keep trying new stuff to potentially bring it into that 80% content, right? And that is the strategy that I still run on my channel, have run on TGN Anime for like two years. It's like, okay, this stuff works. Let's keep the channel growing with this content and let's try to find new topics every, uh, every week. So on my channel, I usually post like three videos a week, which only leaves me two regular content and one exploratory, which is not a lot of exploration to do, uh, since you guys have a lot more regular content for, for sure. Though you are doing a mixed strategy of live and uh, VODs, so uh, you have a lot more variables to consider there. Because like if something doesn't work, maybe it didn't work because it was live, or maybe it didn't work because it was a VOD, and maybe it would work 
the other way around. You you have a lot of experimentation to do for sure. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's a struggle that a lot of YouTubers run into. Uh when I first created TGN anime, the pitch was never to I want to make a Naruto channel, I want to make a Dragon Ball channel. Like I wanted to I wanted it to be broad enough to 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 the point that I knew I wasn't depending on a single game. I wasn't depending on a single IP to live or die. Like if I made a Naruto channel, my my channel would have been dead by now <laughs> because like Boruto <laughs> is just not it. Uh, so, or at least not as popular, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And at the time, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker, that was the most popular game that I was covering when I first started that channel. So it could have very easily turned into a, a Naruto channel, but that was something that I fought against. And Dragon Ball Fighters content at first actually did not perform that well, but I kept fighting for it and eventually it became a staple of the channel. I, um, yeah, uh, when making your, your own plans, you, you, if you're covering any game, know that that game will go away at some point. If you're covering uh, any anime IP, know that at some point that will go away and you need a, a backup plan uh, and you're going to have to find that backup plan with those exploratory videos. Uh, and some channels cannot survive the transition. <laughs> I don't I don't want that to be the case for you guys, but uh, yeah, that's just being real. So some channels, once the game dies, they, they go away. They can't transition into anything else. Their audience doesn't care what what they transition to uh, and that's just it i i have a follow-up question here do you think that there's something to be said about the the further you go in to whatever youtube is telling you in that sense then the harder it becomes to then detach yourself from it if needed or perform that sort of pivot or do you think it becomes easier because in my mind there's you know there's a pro and con in the sense that it might become harder because a lot of the fans that you are picking up are there for that content so Mm -hmm. then if you switch there's that but there's also you know the thing to be said where it might be easier to switch because you have such a multitude of people now that have followed you and hopefully a good amount of those people have followed you also not only for the specific content that you're creating but for you right as an individual especially you know like they follow you because your personality and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i was curious like if you you know if you had any thoughts on that i think he you answered your own question it it really depends on the type of content you have and if it is uh the type of content where your personality really shines and people follow you for you 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 can kind of make that transition easier not everyone will Mm -hmm. follow you but a lot of people will if you're making uh your content is very centered around news videos or guides. People are mostly there for the information. They might like you as a teacher, but they're there for the information. They're there to learn how to play the game, you know? Uh, so a transition might not go as well uh, if uh, if that's the case. But it always depends on okay. the content, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have another question. Um, pivoting off of this, because I'm curious now, we were talking about, like, content and, and knowing what works and what doesn't. Um, one of your... One of the series that you do on your channel that is my personal favorite is the, uh, you just started, is the ranking of Naruto games. Just or, started. Just started <laughs> yeah, Seven I, episodes I said in. just started and I was like, wait, wow. that's just not true. <laughs> it's It's been going on for a minute. Yeah. But uh, it, I, I just, I wanted to sort of ask you about that. I wanted to know, like, if that is something that is sort of your 
bridging the gap, right, between content that you want to do and content that, like, you know works, um, or if that is a little bit more of a passion project side, or if that, you know, mm -hmm. what, what is that to you? Oh, I'm 100% ready to drop this series the moment it doesn't work on the channel, by the way. Like, just <laughs> letting everyone know. <laughs> you better keep watching. Uh, no, it's um, the, the ranking of Naruto games was, uh, it, it, it comes to fill a void in the Naruto game space, because we don't know what the next Naruto game is gonna be. Uh, everyone's hungry for a next Naruto game, but the thing is, like, Naruto is over, and people haven't fully accepted that yet, because Boruto is the thing going now, and that's the thing they will promote. When it comes to anime games, very rarely uh, does an active IP promote a dead IP, right? So whenever there's an anime game, there's usually a very big cross-promotion between promoting the anime, promoting the game itself, and merchandise and all that stuff. It The Naruto IP is bigger than just the Naruto games. And that's something that people uh, often don't understand. They're like, okay, we want a new Naruto game, cool, but Naruto is over. If they're gonna spend money on a game, they're gonna be marketing Boruto. They're not gonna be marketting Naruto anymore. Uh, the thing is, like, there's still a very big uh, fan base for Naruto, and a Naruto game would totally be successful if it was released right now. Um, and based on demand alone, they might even give it to Arc Systems and make a, a Naruto Fighters, which is everyone's dream, right? But the ranking of Naruto games uh, comes up because there's there's this lull and there's this um, I don't know empty void, and people are hungry for more Naruto games. And I kind of wanted to play them also, like I wanted to know. I wanted to know how good these were because <laughs> uh, some of them I've played in the past, others not so much. But I feel like Storm is the only one that gets attention, and I'm like, there were, there were, sure, there yeah. must have been other good games, right? There must have, <laughs> there must have. Mm, we'll see. Got to be something else, right? There's yeah, got to be yeah. something else. Uh, so yeah, ranking of Naruto games. I play a couple of Naruto games to completion, which sometimes takes way too long for a YouTube video. Uh, but um, we, I do it, and then rank those games and move on to the next episode. Uh, okay. I, I've definitely been enjoying that. Uh, I would say, yeah, it, it is very time-consuming, though. And uh, I think some people appreciate that. So others are like, why don't you post this more often? Motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve this show. <laughs> Making videos out here. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that I am definitely one, the one in the bandwagon that appreciates it. I think those videos particularly are very high quality amongst the stuff you do. And I, you know, I like, as somebody who has played a lot of the older Naruto games, mm. um, like taking that sort of, you know, jump back into nostalgia, if you will, and, and seeing you know, how these games stack up against each other and how they stack up now being, you know, the current year and generation we're in. Right. Um, but I'm also curious, so, like, with a lot of, I mean, and it makes sense, again, we've been talking a lot about, like, YouTube and making videos and, and sort of, like, how to work with the algorithm instead of against it. Would you, do you see yourself, uh, I would say, trying this endeavor with any other anime games that have this kind of back catalog other than Naruto? Or is this sort of, like you said, specifically because you know that Naruto games as a you know as a sphere hmm. is like very hungry for career content yeah definitely uh i i think that we'll have to wait until i'm done with this series because uh after like first of all i need to finish it and there's a good chance that interest will die out at any point and i don't even finish this one and if i don't finish this one i'm not gonna start a new one for sure uh, but the thing is, after I finish it, we, we need to take a look back at the series, see how much time we put into it and what was the return, and then evaluate if it's worth doing for another one. I think that it's no surprise that if I was to do another one, it would be Dragon Ball. 
Um, uh, I know a lot of people are still are also asking for One Piece, but One Piece in the West is just not as popular, and it's not a part of the of the big three, it, and it never was. It's always been a part of the big three in Japan, but never in the West. Like the the search volume just isn't there. Uh, I think the West doesn't get it, honestly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, Damn Westerners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would consider doing that for for Dragon Ball for sure. But like, it's it's still so far into the future. Uh, just to put it in perspective, I'm on episode seven, and there's still I want to say over twenty games to cover. Uh, two per episode. That's that's ten episodes at the very least. So yeah. It's it's weird because like now that I've been talking to you as a content creator to content creator, I'm like, damn, that's a lot of work. But like as a fan of Goku, I'm like, yo, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate like it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about how you're like top eight in in Portugal uh, at DBZ <laughs> Fighters. <laughs> you're gonna be like all humble. He's gonna be like, all right, it's not a big deal, but I'm put you on the spot. I think that's pretty damn impressive. So. Let's talk about DBZ fighters. All right. I used to be. I don't know if I am anymore. Uh, but uh, during season two, I made top eight in, uh, because Portugal has a league. Uh, and uh, you score points based on your tournament performance throughout the year. And I made top eight uh, during season two. And then I didn't win a single match in the finals. So I was probably the number eight in that tournament, right? Uh <laughs> Yeah, season three has been weird because of the pandemic. Uh, I did qualify to the finals, but I opted to not play because I was also hosting the events on Twitch and commentating and being like a hybrid commentator, uh, commentator player would be would be kind of awkward. I, I do think like the top four players that played in the tournament were all better than me. So my 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 spot was well uh, was well taken. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. You, you play the game and you practice it a lot, and you get better. <laughs> like, what's what's this question? I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> no, I don't think no, Portugal no. has a super strong scene. And to put it in perspective, uh, I'm gonna roast a friend. Oh, I'm gonna roast a friend. He's not gonna be happy. Um, to put it in perspective, the guy who won the tournament this season is uh, Ian Rinnigan. He is the editor on the channel. Like, he edits oh, yeah. videos for yeah. He edits videos for my channel. Uh, we picked up the game together. He soon became way better than me. Uh, I'm still his uh, sparring partner. Like I play well enough to practice with him and to be good practice, but not well enough to beat him, right? Uh, and he won the whole thing. And then he went on a show that uh, one of the top Dragon Ball Fighters commentators uh, hosts every Tuesday called Wanted, where the top players just meet up on PC and it's sort of a king of the hill uh, type type show. Uh, he played against one of the Spanish top eight, and he lost 5-0. He didn't take a single match. <laughs> so our scene isn't that strong. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish out there. Right. Huh? <laughs> no, I wanted. I also wanted to talk about that beyond just the uh, the top eight and all that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, a, I thought that was impressive. Regardless, I mean, you know, <laughs> you could act humble, but I think it's cool. Thanks. But um, beyond that, you are working on a video um and in like a series here where you said you interviewed some of the top players oh that video is out um, was <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry I, my wording was off but you've made that video um can you talk to us about what the journey was with that and what it was like and what you were trying to accomplish in so far as you know making that hmm. so i've been wondering what i should make with fighters for a while 
And for a while there, it was gameplay videos, but the thing is everyone does that. And I was trying to diversify my content a little bit, make it stand out, uh, make it be a little more unique. So I'm currently going through an experimentation phase. Uh, the first video of that experimentation, you could call it the um, uh, the ultimate guide, the ultimate Dragon Ball Fighters guide. I think that was the first one that was okay. This is going to be a bit different. It's going to be a, a, a guide because a lot of people come to this channel asking for tips and how to play and all that stuff. And I'm just going to DM the pros on Twitter, see who's up for it. I knew a couple of them would be up for it because they've dropped by my Twitch and I knew they were, uh, you know, fans of the of the channel. And after those two say said yes. I started DMing other pros and saying like, hey, these guys already accepted. Do you want to be in it as well? And I think that kind of made it easier. Uh, every single pro that I DMed said yes or didn't reply. So <laughs> I, I'm going to be like, hmm, he didn't see that. He didn't see that message. He didn't say no, but he didn't see that. Uh, the next experimentation was um, Dragon Ball Fighters player stereotypes which is more of a meme uh, community-oriented <laughs> thing. Funny. Like, this is how people play this game, right? There are these types of players, and we, we sort of make fun of it. Like, we, we, we meme it a little bit. Uh, and uh, the last one is, I think, also in that sort of... Uh, in the same line as that one, where we have pros trying to guess the rank of ordinary players. And I think that's something that... Every Dragon Ball Fighters player has on their heads is like, I wonder if a pro saw my gameplay, what they would think. And I think that video encapsulates that super well, but then it has the extra message of, hey, your rank doesn't matter. This is not how you measure skill levels. <laughs> like Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. Fighters rank is just not, just not how you do it. Uh, and yeah, I, I I have a few more ideas that I, I hope pan out. The, these have been relatively successful. So I, this has sort of unlocked a new breath for me of creativity as far as Dragon Ball Fighters content goes because so far it's been all breakdowns and gameplay videos uh and like this sort of bursted me out of that bubble and it's it's, it's I just wake up every morning and I'm I'm happy that I get to <laughs> come up with new ideas you know instead of okay let's record another gameplay video which has worked for a lot of creators uh me included but I don't want to make what everyone else is making so I'm trying to stand out and of course that also has the objective of growing more than everyone else out there because my content is different. So you can watch their content, but mine is also different. So you're going to watch both, you know? It's that sort of strategy. Yeah. No, I love it. I think it's a fantastic idea and, and premise. And, you know, we were talking about this before, you know, we were even on this call here. And I just, you know, I, particularly with fighting games, like it's an art when you see people that are very, very good, mm. like at the top upper level, um, you know, go toe to toe in these games. It's like, it's incredible to watch and, you know, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but for those who do enjoy it, like you could probably ask around and they would tell you the same that it's like, there's, there's not, there's not quite much like it, right. In terms of like a good fight, right. A good tournament along with the announcers, everything like that, when it's on that scale, but just in general, if you're watching them stream or something like mm -hmm. that, there's just like an art form that goes along with that. And I think, you know, the, what you're doing um, provides incredible value to anyone who genuinely wants to become better at that game. Cause I know, or, you know, whatever games that you were able to get more pros on in the future. Cause I know for me, there was a point 
where I was really into, um, you know, kind of off anime here, but um, into Injustice as a fighting game. Right. And, you know, there was even a point where I was like, you know what, I think I'm like good enough where I could like maybe go to like, you know, local tournament and then like try my luck and see from there. And like, you know, life just kind of came up and other interests came up and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you got um, bodied and you don't want to tell the story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I probably would have. I mean, I probably would have. Maybe I, I was, uh, my eyes are bigger than my stomach type deal. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I would always refer to, you know, videos like, you know, like that, if anything, to understand what I was doing wrong, if I was doing something wrong in said particular scenario, like how I could tweak it, whatever. So I think you're providing a service that, you know, like you said already, nobody really is providing on that level. And to have a conglomerate of different professionals come together and teach you, and, you know, because everyone's styles might differ in some way, shape, or form, really just adds an entire new layer and element to it that I, I really like i think it's very cool yeah i also don't want to become just like uh because of what we talked about previously like i just don't don't want to become just a channel that you come to improve at your game because that's also a dangerous place to be at because then people come to your channel for information and if if you ever want to do something different they're not going to follow you they're not going to stick with you right so uh yeah i try i try to make sure that yes my videos are helpful they always have a deeper message uh like the 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 pros guessing your rank is a fun exercise right but it also has the deeper message of yo don't work don't worry too much about your ranks like that they don't matter right um so i try to have those in but always mix them with with the personality stuff and try to make the channel as unique as possible uh while keeping it afloat (laughs) (laughs) i i definitely think you're doing that one of so one of my next questions is i know we've been talking about fighters a little bit and i know obviously there's you know you are definitely a fan of fighting games and i i would even go so far as to say a fan of just the competitive uh space Hmm. in that um what would you say is your favorite competitive anime fighting game um, and what is your favorite anime game that's like not that's outside of the competitive uh, hmm. space? So you know, single player or what have you. Interesting. Uh, yeah, a fighter is definitely my favorite competitive fighting game. Uh, it's it's a shame that you can't really enjoy it to the fullest online because that netcode is bad. But <laughs> playing that game offline, uh, just sitting next to someone whenever we can do that again, is uh, is literally one of my favorite exper- experiences of all time. Uh, I went to a couple of international tournaments uh, where after I was knocked out of the bracket, was eliminated, there were always like stations where you could just play casuals and just playing with people on rotation. Like it's it's so good. It's so good. Fighters is really a special game. Um, non-competitive wise, I, I'm, I'm still a really big fan of the Naruto Storm 4 story mode. Really still a big fan of that. Uh, I, I just like how... First of all, that game was my first time watching the animation end, right? I read the manga, but then the the game reached the Naruto end before the anime ever did it. Yeah. And <laughs> they just executed on that so well. So, so well. And, and to me, the end of the Naruto journey, which lasted for years since the very beginning of the show, I think I picked it up in the middle of the tuning exams. So imagine how long ago that was, right? Um <laughs> I've been watching that throughout years. That's been a part of my life for ages. And reaching that conclusion in Storm 4 was it was definitely a special feeling that I don't think can be replicated ever again. So that 
yeah, that w- that would be my answer probably. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, so because I know one of, uh, I, in case you haven't been able to tell, I'm a huge Naruto fan, hmm. um, i.e. with the questions about the ranking of Naruto games, and then this next one, because um, one of my other favorite video topics that you've done is you sort of basically just went in length and talked about the Naruto video game that, like, you, if you could, that you would make. Oh, and no. And it was like, you know, it's I, a whole breakdown. I put the nightmare like, idea in your brain, too. <laughs> 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 but I will say that as a that even at, that you stressed in the video several times of like what a hassle it would be to make a game like that. Uh-huh. Uh, that of all the Naruto games we've gotten, it I even watching your videos definitely felt like that that kind of game or or something that like really harkened in on that idea is definitely something that would be like and maybe almost this is like to a fault like the truest to naruto's lore like the, the truest to that world yeah um you know because I, I we'd be lying if we said that anime games you know pertain 100 percent to the lore of, of said you know ip or world whenever they're made um it's you know it's usually the genre or structure of the game comes first and then you attach whatever name on you want exactly um but so i guess my question for, from that is like what do you think if you could pick an ip an, an anime and like a game like what would you what, what would it be uh, I think the Naruto IP right now is super risky uh, because, uh, like I said, Naruto is over. Boruto isn't as popular. Uh, and even though it would be successful, it's not an IP that you can uh, just sink a huge budget into anymore. It used to be that way, uh, but not anymore. Uh, so I think Naruto is super risky. The safest bet is uh, is still Dragon Ball, honestly. Uh, what would I make with Dragon Ball? I think Fighters kind of perfected the formula. Just want to see a sequel. Uh, I'm not a very good video game developer. I don't think <laughs> that's a hard idea. Uh, I think the Demon Slayer game will be popular for sure. Uh, CyberConnect2 is working on that. I, I, I wish we had more details by now. I do think they announced that thing too soon. Uh, they announced it for PS4 like a year ago. It's like, okay, yeah. now we're getting new consoles. And these guys are, haven't shown the game since. the 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 bar is gonna rise, right? The bar for anime oh, games for sure. is gonna is gonna rise, and I think Demon Slayer is gonna be setting the new standard, uh, similar to how we saw a big step from PlayStation Two to PlayStation Three, uh, where the two D Naruto games became the Storm series. I think CyberConnect is gonna do it again on the PS Five, or at least I hope so. Uh, One Punch Man is tainted forever, so <laughs> can't touch that anymore. I oh come on you yeah. didn't like that game? <laughs> uh, it's the game in season two, honestly. Like season two of the show, yeah, yeah. The, that kind of, uh, yeah, that kind of did bad. Full Metal Alchemist, I might, I might take a shot at that. I might take a shot at Full Metal Alchemist. Develop something like RPG like, and you learn recipes for alchemy, and you have basic stuff, and you eh, okay. I could probably build something around that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I could definitely, I, or I guess I should say I would play an RPG that's Full Metal Alchemist, but I guess it doesn't say much because I'm a huge weeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're already playing it. You didn't even watch the trailer yet, so that was that was a very Damn, easy sell. <laughs> that's wild. I, I think um before, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong here, We were when we were talking prior, like a week ago or whatever, I was asking you about what would your game of the year be right now? And you, I believe it said uh, Hades. Hades. Yeah. Now, I ask you this because a buddy of mine recently has been hitting me up incrementally over Discord, and he'll be like, yo, 
it's a really cool game out. It's called Hades. And I'm like, I know you told me the other week. And like, <laughs> like if you're watching this, love you to death. But, um, you know, and then the other day he actually gifted it to me on, on steam. And I was like, buddy, I am so appreciative, but like, I can't accept this gift. Cause like, I just can't find the time. Cause that implies that like, I'm going to be able and ready to play. And like, I'm just not, um, but I've heard this game be pretty pumped up, mm. uh, just in general. What, do you think makes this game one of the top contenders at least for this year right now all right first of all i'm going to take your buddy side here uh, and i'm going to say <laughs> i'm going to ask you a question are you playing video games during your week uh time no what no video games at all i don't have the time all right so <laughs> so it's understandable it's okay all right all right i'm not going to stick by your friend anymore that's that's still <laughs> sorry to drop you man it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're playing any video games and you're not playing Hades, you're, you're making a mistake. You got to check that okay. game out. Uh, yeah, it's just super well written. Uh, voice acting, uh, music is all top notch. Really like the visuals of that too. Like It's amazing background art, character art, art, and everything else. And then on top of it, it's an isometric roguelike where first you pick one of like five weapons to make your run. And then every room... Uh, you have a god giving you a different boon, a different buff to your weapon or to your dash attack or to your special attack. And then the next room, you're going to find another god that also gives you another boon. And they all combine together in so many interesting ways. Like, no two runs are the same on Hades. And that paired up with every time you die, the story kind of moves forward, makes death not this frustrating thing that, oh, man, I got to go back. And then after you go back, you can pick up another weapon and have a completely different run. Hades is so good. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I don't know. I, what can I say to sell you on Hades? It's 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 brilliant. <laughs> You're doing a pretty good job <laughs> <All> already. <right. laughs> uh, to, to be fair, I don't like if I was playing, you know, playing video games at the moment, because don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I do love them. They've been a huge part of my life. You know, it was just right now we're just nose to the grindstone. You know what I mean? Because right. like, it's like all, all or nothing on this right now. Mm -hmm. So um, but like if I did, I would I would definitely try it. I'd definitely pick it up. But the way you've described it seems really cool where it's like, you know, the, like you just said, where it's like the floors and they're giving you a different upgrade to your weapon each time. I, I swear sometimes for me, it sounds it might sound crazy. Some people might be able to relate. Half of like what I like about video games that, you know, you're able to like level up and do all that stuff is the actual level up. Like there's something satisfying. But you have about that too. Getting no, but you have that too. After you return to your room, there's a big talent tree that you can spend your currency on. So your next yes. run, you'll be stronger. Like you're also mm -hmm. progressing even though you die. You like you don't always start over. And then after after you get enough talents and stuff, the game might be getting too easy. They also have a talent tree to scale up your difficulty and get better rewards. Like they thought of that stuff. They thought of everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's something inherently just like satisfying about like looking at that skill tree or whatever and being like, all right, here's the next thing. And it's like not even so much like obviously you enjoy the gameplay that there is, but like right. literally not even like the hacking and slashing or whatever you're doing to get to that point. No, the literal moment that you're like, let me put that oh, skill yeah, yeah, yeah. in that thing. Like there's some weird it's the it's the shiny lore you yeah. know it's the hey here's this bright thing that i'm giving you because you did god, your, the praise. Yeah. So you're like, oh, you god, would fall yes. in love <laughs> you would fall in love with genshin impacts because that's that's all that game is it's just level up so level up level up i have <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just ascended yeah you're playing it too right isaiah Yes. I yeah. Am. Just I, I just ascended so. like ugh, adventure rank 40 just ascended to like level 80 like that thing Ooh. is asking me legendaries to just to level up my talents. It's oh boy, man. 
It's like every time you level up a talent, you need a drop from the wolf, which you can only defeat once a week. Like, you crazy? I got three talents to upgrade, man. <laughs> it's going to yeah, take I, me like I a watched, full month. I watched your video, your review on it, um, and I definitely agree with, like, once you get to once you get to that end game, it's like, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to be putting out content in the future, and, I'm, you know, I don't know how long that game's going to actually be alive for, considering it's, it is a gotcha-style, like, live service game. But, like, once you get up there to the end game, like, AR-40, like, it is just the grindiest of grinds and there's not like a whole lot else like to do for it. you know there's, there's not a whole lot to show for it yeah you know I, mean? I i should drop that game until there's more updates i, sh I really should <laughs> that's fair that's i i mean it's dude it's got waifus but like after ar40 all it has is waifus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i one of my other questions is i know one of the other things we talked about when you said that you uh were a fan of hades is that it's one of your you know, it's a game that you don't have to worry about making content for and how important it was for you to have a game that you could sort of just turn on and play and not worry about like, ah, oh, hold on, let me record a 20, you know, whatever minute uh, gameplay thing for this. Um, is Hades, A, so A, is Hades the only game that you have like that? And B, are there any anime games that you try to either not, you know, incorporate into the channel or that you're like, no, this is just going to be like my thing? No, every anime game I try to incorporate uh, into the channel in in some way. Uh, sometimes they fail and they become, okay, this is going to be a pastime game. Uh, for instance, Ghost of Tsushima, when it came out, I made a video on that that did very, very poorly. Uh, I enlisted that video and I'm like, okay, from this point on, Ghost of Tsushima is a, a spare time game. Uh, so I enjoyed playing that game through. Uh, there was an update that came out recently that added multiplayer. I didn't even try covering it. Like, that's just not a game for the channel. Uh, not anymore. Currently, I don't know if I'm playing anything else other than Hades, uh, I guess. Uh, I guess... Okay, I have a very good example here. Uh, I've been wanting to play Fantasy Strike. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Fantasy Strike yes. is a free-to-play fighting game. And I've been waiting, wanting to, to play uh, more of that game, but I also wanted to make a video on it. And I wasn't really sure what the video was. So uh, there have been plenty of times where I had some free time and could dedicate to, to, to playing uh, Fantasy Strike. And I'm like, hmm... I can't really record the gameplay right now, and I need to do that for, for the channel. So I've been putting it off until this very week. Like this week, I, I finally sat down and recorded a few matches. And now that I have a better idea of the video that I want to make, that's a game that I can now play in my spare time. Because I know I'm not going to be covering uh, Fantasy Strike in the long term, and I've already recorded the stuff that I need for, for the channel. So now, every time I play Fantasy Strike, that's not work time, that is... That is spare time, that is free time. Uh, but yeah, as far as anime games go, I I, I do try to give it at, at least a chance on the channel uh, as far as every, everything anime goes. I did play uh, that new samurai game yesterday, Ghost Runner. Ghost, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Ghost Runner came out yesterday. I played it on Twitch. But I, I just don't think it's a game that will work well on the channel. So I guess I'm also playing that now on my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, ba based off what you just said, uh, there's a, I mean, I could pick your brain literally all day with this kind of stuff. So I, I will uh, spare you my, um, <laughs> my ranting. But um, <laughs> one thing that just came up, um, Twitch in general, right? So this is, this is something that we've talked about, experimented with, et cetera, with our channel. And, you know, whether we should double down or not on certain platforms. Like right now we, uh, we use Restream.io to be able to stream to YouTube and Twitch simultaneously. So right. whatever we're doing, 
were like, okay, this is, we might as well just hit both, right? Because it's like Twitch right now is a very secondary thing. And it's like, okay, if we could just build people up, so be it. Um, but I wonder what, you know, the benefits to one or the other are. And if you think, you know, going about it as we are now is the right way of doing it until potentially we wanted to, you know, say at some point we add like a gaming element to it or whatever, um, you know, like is like is Twitch the move at that point or, you know, doubling down on YouTube where we want to definitely establish our base. Right. It's hard to say because uh, uh, th these things, these things keep changing. Uh, I will mm -hmm. say in my experience, uh, streaming a mixed strategy that did not work in the past. I'm pretty sure it's changed by now, but back when I was streaming on YouTube, posting videos and streaming on YouTube was actually uh, harmful to your channel because live streams would only recommend other live streams and videos would only recommend other videos. So basically only half of your content would get recommended to, uh, to your viewers, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so as soon as I stopped streaming on YouTube and moved to Twitch, my views skyrocketed on videos. That said, I have a lot less viewers on Twitch than I had on YouTube Live, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I do not intend to go back though, because I think this is a good way of diversifying your income. And that's, I think, something you guys need to consider as well. Um, right now, I'm getting paid through multiple avenues. I'm getting paid via YouTube, Twitch, Patreon, and then external sponsorships, right? So if YouTube decides to have another adpocalypse, I still have uh, three other revenue streams, right? Uh, sure. And that's, yeah, uh, that's the main reason why I think Twitch is the move. Uh, that said, it is almost impossible to grow on Twitch. Uh, the way to grow <laughs> on Twitch is to bring viewers from other platforms. So like you grow on YouTube, which is a very good platform for growth and bring those viewers over to Twitch. You grow on Instagram or TikTok or whatever and bring those people to Twitch. That's how you grow on Twitch. Because uh, just growing on Twitch on its own, it's it's terrible. There is no discoverability. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really rough. Yeah, I guess so there's something to be said where it's like, you know, you find out what that point is. You know, like for us right now on YouTube, we're, we're very small in the uh, in the grand scheme of things. We're like a drop of water in the bucket. Right, and, and your focus should totally to be growth right now and not revenue sure. splits or anything yeah, of the sort, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if there's revenue to be had in that anyway. So <laughs> it's oh, like, like I said, bad, man, it's man. all I'm or sorry. nothing. Like we're, we're all in, my friend. <laughs> like oh, that's it. Um, just putting in the time. No, that's uh, speaking of time though. I don't know if you had anything else, Isaiah, that you wanted to ask. I mean, we've, uh, yeah, I mean, I do, but we can't be here for four hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I can pick your ear all day. Um, you know, for sure. And again, thank you for taking the time and being incredibly helpful. I feel like this will provide a lot of value, but I feel we've, we've had you for roughly about an hour now. So I feel it's only fair that we let you get back to doing whatever, you know, everything that you do uh, in order to support yourself and provide value to your fans and, and people like us. But I just wanted to let you know, I mean, we said it before that what you do has an impact. It has a profound impact. And, you know, I hope you're able to continue doing what it is you do for as long as you see fit, for as long as humanly possible, um, because you've definitely inspired people and you know if you needed proof of that you could just look at us right here so again thank you thank you so much for you know taking the time for coming on providing that value that knowledge 
um, and just, you know, entertainment, <laughs> you Amen. know what I mean? In that, in that way as well. Um, Gloku, I know this is going to sound, man, I, I, I don't know what to us. say to that, man. It's just, I'm so, so moved by those words. I really am like, oh, oh man. So thank you so much. That's it. <laughs> no, dude, yeah. seriously. We, You're welcome. Yeah, we mean it. We mean it. Now, this is going to sound weird coming off of just that right now, uh -oh. right? Being that we're at 2,000 subscribers and you're at 150,000. But I'm going to ask you anyway, just in case you want to do it. Is there anything that you would like to let people that are maybe watching you for the first time coming from our channel, right? And they're like, I need something gaming and like I want to get a different perspective, hmm. et cetera. Um, where can people find you or your preferred method, you know, preferred methods or are there any projects or anything that you're proud of or are working on um, and all that kind of stuff? Basically, I'm, it's a long-winded way of saying plug yourself, please. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of a lot of my work. I am very happy and fortunate to do this. That said, stay away from my channel because you don't want it. Anime games are garbage, man. You, you, don't, need these, <laughs> you don't need this in your life. <laughs> really? <laughs> stay away while you can. Uh, but yeah, my main platform is youtube.com slash globku. I also stream on Twitch, but if you want to find most of my work, it's youtube.com slash globku. I will also give a shout out to a few channels in case you guys want to follow up on YouTube tips and stuff like that. Uh, so I've learned most of my stuff from a guy named AWOL. So AWOL Digital, uh, that would be his channel. And he also hosts a podcast called The Digital Drop. Uh, they have a Discord, so uh, you can find a lot of help on that Discord and as well as the YouTube channels. And I think they drop their podcast on Twitter as well, as well as your podcast apps. They have a ton of YouTube <coughs> tips. And hey, sorry, I dropped stuff. Uh, AWOL used to be my boss on TGN. So he's legit oh. and he's taught me a lot. Like he's not working with TGN anymore. He's a, a freelancer. Like he basically does this for a living now. It's just coaching other YouTube channels. Uh, so... Have a look around their channel. Listen to their podcast uh, if you if you get a chance. There's a lot of free advice there, a lot. Damn, we will that, do that. That's incredibly <laughs> convenient. <laughs> there's always a guy, right? right it's like I need this X service. It's like, oh, actually, I literally make it my career to then just teach you know people whatever. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You could always find someone. But listen, again, Lewis, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for your time. We wish you the best in all of your future endeavors, and we hope to be able to talk with you again. It's, it's in some way, shape, or form at some point because you've been a blast to have on. We couldn't thank you enough. Yeah, invite me back to the 10K sub special, and we'll talk about the next milestone then. Absolutely. We're looking <laughs> forward to it. All right, my friend, right. thank you so much. And for everyone watching right now, make sure if you guys enjoy the content that you are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion? What anime video games are you looking forward to or are thoroughly enjoying right now? And make sure you are definitely checking out Globeku on his YouTube channel for all the best gaming content anime has to offer <laughs> or lack thereof but <laughs> until next time guys thank you so much for watching we will catch you on the flip peace peace out Bye. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?